1: Welcome to Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey, a.k.a. Dr. Esquire, and I'm joined tonight by my good friend John. How are you doing, John?
0: Doing pretty good. How about you?
1: I'm I'm doing well, and you haven't been on since, I think, episode 7.
0: I have no idea what episode it was, but it's
1: been a while. The one we had with you and Dave on. Uh, So Pierce is not here tonight. John and I just went to see Kick-Ass 2. So before we talk about Kick-Ass 2, John, uh, have you seen the first movie? I have. I have not seen it in a while, but I have seen it. Okay, and have you read any of the Kick-Ass comics? I have not. Okay, I was not sure, so good to know. I have seen both movies. I have seen the first one actually just last week or week and a half ago. I was at Pierce's house and we watched it. And I've read all the comics, and we can get into my thoughts on that later. But so just right off the bat, what'd you think of the movie? We literally just walked out of the theater. We're sitting in your car now, so it's very fresh. But what what are your thoughts?
0: Uh, it was good. Seemed like there was more filler compared to the first one, I think. Okay. There were parts where it seemed to be a little slow, and then it picked up in other parts, so...
1: I would say definitely definitely the first half, I was kind of bored. Which is the same for the first one, actually. Although I think the first one's probably marginally better, maybe. Uh, it's, it's hard to say. I don't love either one, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't love any of the comics either, really, except actually the one I loved was uh, the Hick Girl comic, which takes place in between Kick-Ass 1 and 2, and is kind of in this movie. Um, parts of it, at least, are, are included here. That's probably the only one I would say I loved, and it was a light love, but um, I, I generally like Kick-Ass comics quite a bit. I mean, I, I like, it's a high like, but not like a love, and both the movies are kind of just a like. I like them, I don't love them. I love parts of them. I think there was really cool stuff yeah. in both of them. But in general, as a total, I don't know, it, some things work, some things don't work. Um, a lot of things they've changed in both movies, they changed from the books. Some of those th- changes I thought were definitely for the better, and some of them I thought were dumb. And I, it has been, I think, since it was published that I read Kick-Ass 2, so I don't remember all the changes. Although there was definitely some that stood out as, oh, they either toned that down, or they changed that completely, or they made X character different thing, whatever. Now, we're going to talk full Spoilers. So don't don't worry about spoiling any bit, John. Was there anything that stood out as a scene you really liked or as a scene you really did not like in the movie? Let's see. Uh,
0: you go first because I'm trying to remember.
1: <laughs> well, it's interesting. I mean, because I knew some things that were coming because from the book, or some things you like figure. Okay, I, this is a pretty major thing. They might change it a little bit, but it's coming. And so even the boring parts, which there were quite a few, particularly in the in the first half, I was like, well, at least I know X scene is coming up. You know, uh, this scene's taking a while, but I know the thing that happens right after is something like the the massacre at the funeral or the big fight at the end. And all of those things, once you finally got to them, I was mildly disappointed by them, I think. They were okay. Massacre at the funeral was okay. The big fight at the end was okay. But nothing that really made me go, oh, that was awesome. Just, it was okay. Another thing that was mildly disappointing was, my favorite thing about the first movie, hands down, was Hit-Girl. Yeah, she was definitely. just awesome. You know, mm-hmm. Kick-Ass is the worst thing about his own movies. I think that holds true in both these films. Although, quite honestly, he was better in this one, I thought. Um, yeah. The voice was less that. annoying. Uh, Aaron Taylor-, Taylor Johnson was playing him older, and the-, the actor is older. So they did away with most of the voice-cracking, high-pitched, annoying voices, um, which was good. So Kick-Ass was more or less fine and better than the first one, I think, the actual character. But Hit-Girl was absent for the vast majority of the movie. And it's weird, because that was a lot of the Hit-Girl miniseries, and I liked that quite a bit, actually. But here, it was just annoying, because the thing I come to for a Kick-Ass movie is Hit-Girl, and when so she, when she's barely in it as that character, eh. And you know what? I like Chloe Grace Moretz a lot. I, I think she's a really good a- young actress, and I liked her in a lot of things. And some of the scenes with her in this movie were kind of dodgy, I thought, in terms of her acting, which is strange, because like I said, I generally like her quite a bit. So I don't know if that was the direction or what, or that it was just a strange take. But, yeah, didn't didn't love all of it. That said, I thought Donald Faison, I know you're a big Scrubs fan, John. Yeah, he was pretty was, awesome as Dr. Gravity.
0: I was, I was glad to see him kind of come to a full motion film where I actually kind of appreciated his acting, because I saw that movie Skyline, I think it was called, that had him in it. And, and it I did not see a, that, but I
1: heard nothing but bad things about that.
0: Yeah, it, it was just kind of lame all around and the ending was just kind of a you know what just happened type deal. So it was it was definitely better to see him in this and I did think he did a a decent job with his uh granted smaller role in the film.
1: Yeah, he was good. I liked the little reveal of his uh bat, his gravity device or whatever it was called at yeah. the end because I don't remember that might have been in the comic I don't remember, but it was a nice little moment for him. You asked me when we were sitting in the theater before the movie started, you asked me about the Jim Carrey "Quote unquote controversy." I think people blown it up to be more than it was. Were you surprised how small his role actually was in the movie?
0: I was actually a little bit surprised. I thought that he would have had a slightly more prominent role. But I'm not like I'm trying to compare. I think the role was smaller. I want to say it was smaller than Nicholas's Cage role in yeah. The Nick, first
1: Nick one. Cage, uh, like I said, we're, we're spoiling everything, including the first movie. He dies maybe a half an hour before the end of the first movie. So, yeah. three quarters through, and Jim Carrey dies, what, halfway through?
0: Yeah, I would say, or even maybe slightly before that.
1: Maybe, um, yeah. And it was about when he got gets murdered that that was when I thought the movie started to pick up. Uh, around there, not, like, specifically that scene.
0: Yeah. But, but so, I mean, I, I was kind of figuring that, uh, you know, it would be something similar to Nicolas Cage, where it's like, you know, maybe a half hour before the movie ends he would die or something like that. Um, didn't quite expect it to be that quick.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was good in it though. He, I mean, like I said, uh, less than I probably thought it would be in the movie. And I don't—I honestly don't remember what happens to his character in the book. Um, it might have been the same exact thing around the same exact point in the story. Um, but like I said, it's been a while since I read it, so it, it was—I thought—I thought he was good in it. I thought his death was a good scene. I thought he was good in that scene and all the other scenes. But it was surprising, you know. Um, and, and I don't really think that they banked this movie on. Jim Carrey. I mean, he was in the promotional materials, just like yeah. Nicolas Cage was, but it wasn't like a Nicolas Cage movie or a Jim Carrey movie. There are movies that happen to have them in there. Right. And I thought he was good in it. Um, right. You're a big Jim Carrey fan, right?
0: I, I would say fairly large. I mean, he's B- not Bigger not than that. I am, anyway. I mean, I don't Pro- hate the probably, guy, but I like him more longer. dramatic stuff,
1: or dramatic with a slight bit of comedy.
0: Yeah, I tend uh, to be a big fan of most of his comedies, at least.
1: hmm which is kind of the... I mean, I don't I, I like him in... Uh, or I like him quite a bit in, uh, like, Dumb and Dumber. Um, some That's of the nice Ace Ventura one. stuff. But recently, <laughs> his comedies really haven't done it for me. But, like, the dramatic stuff like uh, I Love You, Philip Morris is a fantastic movie. Or um, The Truman Show is a really good movie. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is fantastic. Have you ever seen that? I don't think so. It's on Netflix Instant. You should check it out. It is have to look really good.
0: It. I would say I liked, um, I think, the villain retains kind of his amusement from the first film. Yeah, uh, Christopher mintz Plass, uh in the
1: first one he played Red Mist, Chris D'Amico. He continues to play Chris D'Amico in this movie, but now he goes by a different name. Uh, we'll just say the mother effer. Um, I actually, you know, I was impressed by his acting in this one. Yeah. Like I mean, I would never say he was terrible in any movie I've seen him in. And granted, I've only seen him in a couple movies—super bad in the first Kick Ass, and one or two smaller roles elsewhere, other places that I can't think of off the top of my head. But I actually thought he's matured quite a bit as an actor. He's still not, you know, De Niro in his prime or you know something like that. But he was—he was pretty decent. I thought And in all of his scenes, he was really bringing it to the table.
0: Yeah, I definitely thought that he added to the scenes that he was in in this movie so
1: and i'm thankful they went with the second version of the costume and not the first one (laughs) um i think that was kind of the point but the first one because that one's probably in the trailers more actually which is weird because it's only like a scene and a half that you even see him in that first version um looks pretty awful and not even just awful bad but just like just (laughs) dumb uh but i mean the second one i mean it's still dumb but dumb in the kick-ass way where it's supposed to look kind of dumb um, another actor who I'm just remembering now, because he also dies very early in the movie, like halfway through, John Leguizamo uh, eats it pretty early. And granted, ten years ago, John Leguizamo might have been a bigger name than he is now. Um, not not to disparage John Leguizamo, he was fine in the movie, I think. But it was weird, because it was right around the same time that Jim Carrey dies. But I thought Jim Carrey's was a better death scene, probably. Although although John Leguizamo, I was more surprised by his. I'd for- If that happens in the book, I'd have completely forgotten and it was, it was a good scene, not necessarily out of nowhere, but it was v- only very briefly set up in terms of, this is about to happen, and you can tell something bad's going to happen, and then it happens. His uncle, I forget the uncle's name, but the uncle in prison, you only seen the one scene. He's in uh, Game of Thrones. He did a good job with his uh,
0: yeah, Brooklyn was, accent. that was a good role.
1: Some of the other heroes and villains. I like Nightbitch quite a bit. She was uh, very attractive. <laughs> I dug yeah, that. That was,
0: a, that was a decent one.
1: Uh, what did you think of Mother Russia?
0: Interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought I thought she was cool. I mean, the, uh, definitely the stuff I remember her from in the book. She she did in this movie, the big shootout with uh, the endless stream of cops on on Main Street or not Main Street, but just uh, in the cul-de-sac.
0: Yeah, you know the thing it kept reminding me of. I thought was kind of funny is uh, like a female Dolph Lundgren. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I can see that. <laughs> and yeah, I
0: was just like. That's kind of interesting.
1: <laughs> what did you think of her and Hit Girl's fight towards the end of the movie? I don't
0: know. Like it seems kinda typical to me. I, like it always seems like all the fight scenes where they kind of have a small guy going up against a big guy and you know, it always seems like they punch him and absolutely nothing happens. Like that whole thing kind of annoys me a little bit. The- I did like the end of it with the adrenaline rush where Hit Girl just Yeah, I thought goes that was crazy. a little bit
1: Obvious, but yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a nice little turn. The the What did you think of the slow-motion glass thing? That seemed to be stretching the realms of believability a little bit for me. Yeah. Not nearly as much as, like, the ending of the first movie with the stupid jetpack and stuff, which was just ridiculous. I do not even remember that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was one of those changes they made from the book where some of the change is fine. That change was like, really? This is... I mean, the CG is terrible. It's a friggin' jetpack that looks stupid. But, I mean, I, I just thought it was... It, it was stretched into the realms of believability a little bit. And yeah, the, the, the fight scene, not only was it a little bit like we've seen this before, but we've literally seen that a very similar scene in the first Kickass. Like she gets thrown on her back a few times. She gets thrown through a table once. Um, I think it was a glass table both times. Like it seemed a yeah. little bit like, you know, a rehash of the first one. Although I do think in general, the final battle in this one was better. Again, I wasn't really impressed by it, but it was certainly better than the first one. Although I thought, I don't know, the, the fight choreography in the first one was better, I think. And maybe that was just the novelty factor of seeing Hit Girl, like, hand-to-hand combat was cooler. This one, it didn't seem to have quite the same effect. The the one where she was on top of the car, the CG was pretty bad. It was the Seinfeld effect of a van in front of a green screen. Some of the stuff in it, like the bad guys going into cars, that looked cool. But the actual, like, her yeah. jumping from the roof looked really bad CG. But, the, like, the fight choreography of the final main battle, it was just a bunch of people you don't know running at each other. Yeah, and then a couple mm. key extras, or not even extras, I mean, named characters in the movie who you occasionally get to, see, like Dr. Gravity, he had a cool part. Yeah. Obviously, Kick-Ass has cool parts in it, and, and the mother Effort, and night, uh, all those people have pretty cool things. What did you think, now this is eh, this is going down a little bit of a darker road, but what did you think of, let's call it the attempted rape on Night Because you have not read the book, so I'm interested to see what you thought of that. Um... Did you think they were going to go all the way with it? Did you... Was it just out of no, nowhere? I,
0: or? I kind of saw it set up for kind of the joke that it sort of played out to be. Mm-hmm. So, I, I like, I didn't read the comics. I don't know how that portrayed there, but...
1: It, it's interesting, because in the comics... Um, so, you, if you remember from the first movie, you know the, his girlfriend at the beginning of the movie who immediately dumps him? Vaguely, yes. Yeah, she she thinks he's cheating on her on her with, uh, with Hit Girl, which he isn't. But in the comics... As soon as she finds out he's not gay and he's kick-ass, she kicks him to the curb, basically, and does some uh, other low things uh, towards the end of that book. And I don't remember if she actually is his girlfriend by the time Kick-Ass 2 comes around. Um, I think that might have been one of those things where it's weird. They changed a lot of stuff in the in the first movie. So the book did a lot of things to make it more similar to the movie. It kind of reset pieces to if one thing was true in the book but hadn't happened in the movie. They kind of made it so in the book, now based on you know, a couple things that happened in the first issue, now it was true to make it more similar. And the movie did the same thing in the other direction. So it made it more similar to the first book's ending, so you had them both kind of cross over each other in a weird way, so again, they're both in different places, but mm-hmm. they're both more similar to where the other one ended up, almost like a weird X of, uh, of lines there. But anyway, the, the, the point I'm making is, in the book of kick 2, at that point, she either is his girlfriend, or the mother ever thinks she's his girlfriend, and she does get raped, it is not a joke in the movie. In the book, rather. In the book, it's not Night Bitch. I don't even remember if she was necessarily in the book. Certainly not to the same extent she in the movie. Although, if she wasn't, I think it was a good change, because I liked her quite a bit in the movie, at least to look at. It. And I thought she was a good actress as well. So it was strange, because it's a very dark moment in the book that a lot of people had a problem with. I don't know necessarily where I stand on it. It's a terrible, evil thing to happen to somebody, but so are a lot of other things that happen in the book and the movie. In this case, at least, the rape wasn't played for a joke. That was a real threat and a dark, terrible thing. It does not happen, and it gets turned into a joke, I thought, more or less successfully.
0: Yeah, Um, I thought so.
1: Because it didn't take away from the tragedy and and terribleness of rape, but it turned the joke on the villain. And so, okay, I can can deal with it. And probably did not need to see what happened in the book happened in the movie. I think that would have been too far, and they turned some things down. But while we're on the the sexual route here, what was with Hit Girl Kissing Kick-Ass at the end? Did that, that, was, that work for that you? That was weird. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, I feel uncomfortable. I mean, because the weird thing is, she really is the age she's playing in the movie, which they aged up a little bit from the book, I, I believe. I mean, just a year or two, because the actors grew. But Aaron Taylor Johnson's, like, my age or older, and he's playing younger, but he doesn't look it. Certainly in this movie. Like, in the first movie, he's pretty scrawny. In this movie, he's cut. And, and again, they kind of played it for a laugh. But I was still like, eh, I don't know that I'm digging it. Also, the weird One Direction parody they did in halfway through the movie, where she's like experiencing her first sexual attraction towards anyone, towards this music video. And it was, that was just awkward and strange. Yeah. You know, in the middle of this weird Mean Girls parody, which I don't th- totally think worked. No. And I, I know it sounds like I'm really trashing this movie. I'm, I'm not, like, I, I generally enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's up and down with kind of, you know, it's kind of the slow parts, and then it picks up, and then it slows down, and then it picks up, so it's kind of like a roller coaster type of movie, I think.
1: My emotions!
0: Although, I mean, you know, the highs are never really that high but
1: yeah that's the thing the lows aren't that low there's nothing that makes me go real there's there's nothing completely terrible but the the vomit slash diarrhea array was (laughs) almost approaching that level of you've gotta be kidding me particularly the CG on that
0: was Was really bad ridiculous
1: the vomit was okay I mean that was well but I don't I don't
0: know if maybe that was intentional too
1: yeah possibly the diarrhea just looked like really bad early 90s CG though
0: yeah
1: and I didn't really need to see that <laughs> at all. Exactly. Um, it didn't. It wasn't funny. It wasn't like oh, it's gross, but for a joke. Okay, maybe it was for a joke, but it didn't
0: land. Yeah. You know,
1: it was awful. Did you think any of that Mean Girls kind of stuff worked? Have you Have you seen Mean Girls? I feel like you
0: have. I've seen like bits and pieces here or there. And it's a
1: movie. Uh, Pierce is Pierce is not here to yell at me, but uh, Pierce <laughs> loves that movie. I think it's okay. It's fine. I like. Parts of it, it's got some funny lines. Tina Fey's good in it. Lindsay Lohan's good in it. Lindsay Kaplan and... Uh, Lizzie Kaplan, not Lindsay Kaplan, rather. And uh, her, the guy whose name I forget, but I've seen him in other things and I like him quite a bit. They're all fine. It's a movie, it's whatever. This had this whole subplot, which is from the Hit Girl miniseries, which I like quite a bit. And on film, it kind of fell really flat.
0: Yeah, it was just kind of weird to see it with the rest of the movie trying to, you know, play out... and. It's almost like a whole subplot.
1: Well, I mean, it's from thing. a completely different book that they put into, the, you know, it's two different books and they put them yeah. together for this, which I think in general is fine. There's nothing automatically wrong with that. It just didn't really work. And then what what did, what did you think of the whole almost Sucker Punch-ish? Did you see Sucker Punch? I feel like you did. Yeah, You, you might have seen it with me and Pierce, actually.
0: Yeah, well, I own it, so...
1: Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. That, the weird, like, she's dancing and everybody's like, oh, it's such a beautiful dance, but in her mind she's kicking people. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's interesting because you see it cutting back and forth and the fight scene's cool, but in the context of a dance, okay, she's doing some backflips, but then she's also punching the air a lot. Like, I would be like, that wasn't a dance, that was a karate demonstration.
0: And then at the end, like, a whole bunch of... You know, high school girls stand up and start clapping and it's kind of like, yeah,
1: yeah, that (laughs) was
0: what did they see in this? And and that? that
1: was maybe the thing about the whole Mean Girls plot of it, which was and I don't know that I would say this is the case for the first one. I think the first one did an okay job with this, but all of the teenager speak, if you will, was awful. You know, and granted, I'm a few years out of high school now, as are you. But even I'm not old enough to think that that's how teenagers speak. It's not. You know, that is how a 40-year-old person thinks a teenager speaks and trying to emulate it. I mean, the, the closest thing they got to Topical was a One Direction parody. Before that, they were mentioning Justin Bieber. Like, a teenager still cared about Justin Bieber. And granted, a few still do. <laughs> but it was almost as dated as watching the first one a couple of weeks ago, where they kept referencing MySpace. I mean, and at least this time they updated it to Facebook, but it was still like a lot of re- already slightly dated references, which is weird and not teenager speak, teenager speak, and other things like that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long was uh, was this in production. Do you know.
1: Um, I mean, the problem when it started about a year ago. And, yeah. and, and granted, with technology and social networking and stuff, these things can move quickly. But, you know, I'm not even just talking about the, the tech stuff. Because at least, like I said, at least it wasn't MySpace this time. At least it was Facebook and YouTube. And, and YouTube wasn't the first one, although um, I think by the time the movie came out, YouTube had updated its layout, and it was still the old YouTube layout. So mm-hmm. that was funny to see. But it was more just the te- how teenagers spoke. And it didn't come across as realistic at all. And not in the Mean Girls way of... Or even the Juno way of hyper realistic, kind of, um, you're not supposed to, to believe it. Like, you're supposed, th- theoretically, you're supposed to believe that these are real teenagers in this movie, and they don't talk like it. They don't talk like people. They don't even talk, talk like a, a Juno type hyper real person. They talk like movie characters.
0: Yeah. One thing I want to kind of touch on before the end of this here is um, if you haven't seen the movie yet, I don't think you really need to stick around for the extra scene at the end.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> which is we did, weird. but we, again, it was kind of like, oh, I mean, I think I even said it. Well, that was, uh, I guess that was it. Yeah. The mother effer appears to be dead, and he's not. No surprise to me, I've read the book. I know where he is in the uh, third book. Interestingly enough, one of the big changes they made towards the beginning of this movie will change already how, Kickass mean, Kick-Ass 3 is only part way out, the whole book is not out. But a pretty major thing that happened last issue in the book can't happen because a character, uh, how do I say this, a character involved in that is dead by this point in the movie. His, there's a pretty big scene with his mother in the third book. She mm-hmm. dies out of nowhere in this movie. A uh, Kind of in a weird mirror to how kick mom died in the first movie mm-hmm. with the brain aneurysm. Although this time it was technically, uh, I don't know if I'd say murder, but at least involuntary manslaughter. Um, yeah. So that scene can't happen. Not that I really haven't necessarily have a problem with it. Things change. Um, but, I don't know, like like I said, the movie's fine. I don't know that I need to see it again. In kind of the same way I feel about the first one, although I have seen the first one at least three times. Usually because other people were watching and it, I was like, yeah, I guess I'll sit around and watch it. What about you? Would you, would you see this movie again? Would you recommend it to people, or...?
0: It kind of makes me want to go back and watch the first one again. Okay. Just to compare the two, because like I said, it's been a while since I've seen the first one, and I definitely, I definitely feel like the first one was better as a whole. But um, this one doesn't really immediately inspire me to see it again.
1: <laughs> no. I, it certainly I, doesn't inspire me to become a superhero. I definitely,
0: I definitely will not see it again in theaters. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> Maybe if it comes out on DVD at some point and it's, like, cheap. Yeah, know yeah, the
1: $5 bin or something um, or on sale for 10 yeah, bucks.
0: definitely wouldn't pick it up, you know, when it immediately comes out for yeah. $20. Uh, not worth that much.
1: Changing course a little bit. So you have Dave, Kick-Ass, and then his friends Marty and Todd. Marty is Clark Duke. Uh, he's Battle Guy. The other one who becomes, I guess, ass kicker, <laughs> in, a, in a even amazingly even more dumb than kick-ass costume, which is amazing and, and difficult to do. Yeah. But <laughs> although I did like the tease for the new armored version at the end of the movie, although that could be interesting. But you probably don't know this because you don't only really follow the comic book and behind the scenes movie stuff too much. You, you saw Avengers, though, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so Avengers two. They're in pre-production right now, or, or I mean, they're writing the script. They're not quite in pre-production, but they're, they're working on casting, and uh, as we record this today, James Spader was cast as the villain today. Hmm. Um, which, you're a James Spader fan, aren't you?
0: I feel like I am, like I was a fan of his from something, but I just can't was remember it what Was Boston Legal,
1: or? I know no. he was big on that. He was in Stargate, obviously. He's been in a lot of things. He was on The Office for a season. Robert California.
0: I, I did I did like him in that. I, I did, did too. It.
1: I know a lot of people hate him in that show. I don't know that his character worked for the show, but I did like the character. Yeah, I liked it yeah. better in something else, but um, he's going to be the villain. In Avengers 2, they're going to be adding at least two more Avengers, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, who are brother and sister. They're also Magneto's kids from the X-Men, although they can't say that in the Avengers because Marvel doesn't own the movie X-Men rights.
0: Hmm.
1: Marvel has this weird deal where when they... Sign the contracts to license the X-Men characters to Fox. They retain control of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, but so does Fox. It's one of these weird... It's, as far as I know, the only characters that they have a contract like this for, where both companies can use them. The X-Men and Fox can't ever say that they're Avengers, and Marvel, Disney, can't ever say that they are the kids of Magneto or mutants. So, in the next X-Men movie, Days of Future Past, Quicksilver's going to be in it. In Avengers, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are going to be in it. Here's the really weird thing. In Avengers 2, Quicksilver is going to be played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, the guy who plays Kickass. In X-Men Days of Future Past, Quicksilver is going to be played by, and I forget the actor's name, but the same guy who plays Todd, his other best friend, <laughs> who plays Ass Kicker, or whatever, whatever name they ended on. How weird is that?
0: That is pretty weird.
1: And just like, it's, particularly now that I've seen this movie and with the whole kick-ass versus ass-kicker thing, so they're also going to be Quicksilver and Quicksilver in Avengers 2 and Avengers Age of Ultron and uh, X-Men Days of Future Past.
0: Hmm.
1: Before we close this out, is there anything else you want to say about Kick-Ass 2 or Kick-Ass? Or what What did you think of the summer movies in general? I know you said you weren't thrilled by Elysium.
0: Well, the first thing I, I, I would say about Kick-Ass is watch the first one first. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, watch this one to compare, because I feel like the first
1: one was decently better. I'd probably agree, although if you didn't see it, this one will definitely tell you in ham-fisted expository dialogue for the first 20 minutes everything that happened in the first movie. So you will be caught up. That said, it's still probably a better movie. Yeah. But this, this summer in general.
0: I like Pacific Rim, did not like Elysium...
1: I'm trying to think of what else was a summer movie. Did you see The Wolverine? I know you're a Wolverine fan. I did not see that yet. That was pretty decent. I like that quite a bit. Certainly better than the first first Wolverine movie by Leaps and Bounds. Iron Man 3, did you see that one? That was... Early this summer, that was back in May, I think.
0: Yeah, I didn't see that one either. I wanted to, and I kept planning to, and then it never happened. So I still have to see that.
1: Probably my favorite comic book one. movie of the summer. No, definitely my favorite comic book movie of the summer. I like that quite a bit. Did you see Man of Steel? Nope, I never got to that one either. Yeah, you didn't get to many movies this summer. Yeah, Neither I, did I.
0: But I haven't. I've replaced it with rock shows this summer. I think <laughs> I've been to more rock shows this summer. That's than true. I You've been like going the to five years.
1: I should mention because uh, I was actually at the same movie theater yesterday. Um, I saw The World's End, the the final movie in, or th- so far and probably final movie in the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy, which for anybody who doesn't know is Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and now The World's End. You've seen both of the first two. Both the first two, yeah. And what did you think of them?
0: I liked both of them. I want to say I like Shaun of the Dead
1: a little more, maybe. Okay. World's End is great. I would say, for anybody who likes the other two and hasn't seen the third one yet, although I figure any big fans of those two movies have already seen the third one, because it's one of those movies that you know isn't going to be in theaters too long, I think with the whole trilogy, I certainly thought this was true after after Hot Fuzz came out, and I definitely think it's true after World's End comes out. They get slightly less funny, yeah, like, Shaun of the Dead is probably the funniest, Hot Fuzz slightly less, this one's slightly less, but, and, and I, I don't mean that like a negative, they're still really funny movies, it's just Shaun of the Dead is the funniest, I in my opinion. I also think that they're better movies as they go along. World's End is by, like I said, just slight steps of the least funny movie of the three, but still funny. It's also the best of the three, in terms of an actual, just total film. I think Hot Fuzz is a better film, less funny, than Shaun of the Dead. And this is, again, less funny, better film than Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz. You would probably really like it. You like alien invasion type movies. True. um, And robots and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of fun things that happen in it. Don't think because you've seen the trailer that it's all been ruined for you. Some of the things has. It's really not the point. There's so much to this movie that's not in the trailer. Something I can't really say for Kick-Ass. I feel like... Now, granted, I've also read the book, so maybe that's skewing my point of view, but I feel like a lot of the stuff was in the trailer or in scenes that they released on like online as promotional stuff.
0: You know what's funny is I didn't actually watch the trailer for this before I saw it.
1: Really? Okay, well, then and we're fine. I think fine.
0: that's it's the first time in a while that I've done that, but I'll, I'll have to actually do that now and watch the trailer and see, okay, what actually was revealed <laughs> right. prior to uh, the movie. Yeah. But um, just on the topic of... Uh, of films. Let's switch over to TV shows. Have you been watching the Under the Dome
1: series? I have not. I've been meaning to. I just haven't gotten around to it. I have an Amazon Prime subscription, so I definitely should be. Um, what Are you watching it, I assume?
0: Yep. What do you think? I, I'm watching it. I really like it. I think the... The acting in it is probably slightly above average to what typical TV show acting is. Well, I know
1: Dean Norris is in it from Breaking Bad, who's amazing on Breaking Bad.
0: Um, yeah. Just the cast of characters, I think, fits really well. Some yeah. of the CGI is a little bit off in places or seems well, a bit like, TV, really. I mean. But overall, it's it's been very good. So, I'm interested to see how it ends up.
1: Have you read the book?
0: No, I didn't read the book. I might do that, though, now yeah. that I've been watching it. so, But I definitely like that so far.
1: Cool. We'll pass that along as a recommendation, then. Uh, anything else you want to say before we wrap up the episode? Uh, no, I think that's it. Well, then, I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm John. And uh, this is Jersey Shore. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at Jordan at Legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N at Legionofdudes.com, or follow me on Twitter at Jordan F R M Jersey.